and they can start the party at Scotland. That's a brilliant goal from Gary Jones. And Henderson, oh, what a goal! Oh, he's drilled home by Steve Davis. Here, then he comes Matheson. Oh, he scored! And now it's Johnson. That is a hugely important goal, which may just keep Rochdale in League One. Hello and welcome to the RochdaleFC.com podcast. My name is Dean and I am joined, as always, well, not for a while, but as always by Chaff. Chaff, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you, mate. Good stuff. We're also joined by Ryan. Ryan, like I say, it's been a while since we uh, since we did one of these. How are you feeling, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. I think we've needed a break, haven't we? <laughs> but yeah, feel good. Yeah, I think I think the last time we we spoke, we were talking about release lists and things like that. And feels like a a lifetime ago now. But yeah, I think we all needed a little bit of a break. But we're all looking forward to the season getting back underway this weekend against Crew. So. Tonight, we're going to have a bit of a, a look ahead towards the upcoming season, talk about the players that we did lose, the players that have come in, the pre-season matches, and kind of just look ahead at, and see how, we were, how we're shaping up for the new season down at Spotland. So, Chap, I'm going to come to you first, and we'll talk about some of those players that we've lost. Um, obviously, there's a few that we expected to, to leave the club, um, and a few that, that maybe we, we didn't expect, or, or the club certainly didn't expect having offered deals to, but... Just generally, how how do you feel about kind of the way that the the, the release list looked and, and kind of the way that we've lost a couple of players that we did offer contracts to? How much do you think will be affected by by the players that we've lost over the uh, over the summer months? Um, I think we've recruited quite well um, to replace them. Um, I wouldn't have offered Stephen Dooley a contract anyway. Um, I feel like we spent most of last season talking about him, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I'm not particularly bothered that he's gone. Um, Corey O'Keefe and Owen O'Connell were always going to go, I think. Um, But I think we've replaced O'Connell quite well, because I think in Ebanks, Landau and Cameron John, providing they can stay a bit, I think we've got two very good centre-halves there. Um, Max Clark had a I'd have quite liked to have for him to have stayed, but he didn't for whatever reason. He's gone to Stevenage, um, and now we we are still looking to. Well, we should be still looking to replace him because uh, we're we're a bit light on that side. And at the minute, if Keohan's injured for Saturday, we're probably stuck with a choice between Eddie White and Abraham Udu to for who plays left wing back, but. Yeah, um, Alex Newby, no loss really. Um, so the the release list, yeah, it was. I was happy with it, um, with the exception of Dooley being missed off, but he's not ended up staying anywhere. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. Yeah, I kind of agree with with pretty much everything you said there. To be honest, um, I, I wouldn't have been that bothered about Max Clark staying either. So I feel like we've actually come out of it quite well, aside from. Um, Aside from O'Keefe and uh, O'Connell, but also Ryan, we also lost Connor Grant to to Milton Keynes. Um, how do you feel about that one? Because I'll be honest, I'm looking at the squad now, and I think that is one area I kind of worried about is creativity. And Grant and O'Keefe as well were were certainly two of the most creative players we had last season. So, how much do you think he'll be missed this season? Um, it's probably a weird answer, this, but I think not as much as he perhaps should be. I think 
I don't think he was utilised properly really last season. Um, and I think the shape that we played didn't really suit him for me, although I still enjoyed watching him. It sounds as though the players we brought in in the forward areas are a bit more powerful and a bit quicker, which I think you need in this kind of formation. So um, with a quality of player he is, I don't actually think we'll miss him as much as we perhaps think based on last season. But I'm just, he's another one of those players who's gone and I just don't feel like we really saw the best of him when we should have done. Um, you can probably, you lose count of a number of players we felt like that about, you know, you think of Callum Camps, Jamie Allen, Andy Cannon, those sorts of players. I think Conor Grant's another one to add to that list in that he was, wasn't was really utilised properly last season. Um, and yeah, I'll miss watching him because he's a terrific footballer, really, really easy on the eye. Um Loads of nice touches in and around the box. Um, but uh, I think we've probably recruited right. And I think the shape we've played in pre-season, you wonder where he'd have fit in there. Um, you'd have probably played him as a 10, but whether we're playing with 10, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'll be sad to see him go. Um, sad to not be watching him anymore, but wish him the best, obviously. And he'll have a good career, Conor Grant. Very good career. Yeah, I think people, some people probably disagree with this, but I think if he'd have been in a team that was capable of kind of pushing on towards the top top reaches of the table and, and was playing with confidence, we'd have got the best out of him and we probably would have sold him maybe for more money to a, a bigger club than Milton Keynes. Um, I was going to say with all due respect to Milton Keynes, but I don't really have any for them. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's let's have a look at some of the players that we have signed then on a bit more of a positive light. First man through the door, Chaff was Richard O'Donnell. Um, lost his place at Bradford last season, but an experienced keeper, loads of experience at this level. Um, are we seeing that as kind of a safe pair of hands after the chopping and changing of Lynch and Coleman last season? Um, it remains to be seen, but I'd hope so. Um, he comes he, he comes to us with quite a quite a lot of praise from Bradford fans. Um, Seems to be a, a model pro, um, solid between the sticks, and yeah, it's not it's not a huge bar to when when the requirement is just to be better than Lynch or Coleman, um, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping that he will be. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, the next one through, right, was Ethan Ebanks Landell. Now, for me, this is the signing of the summer um, so far for us. I'm not sure you agree, though. Can you can you tell us why that might be? No, I'm just not sure. I'm not certain. Um, I think it was really good for us last time. I thought it was tremendous in that. Um, it was a great escape, wasn't it? Um, but then when I think back to that, the way we were playing, I think it would have been tough to have been a poor centre-half, if that makes sense. I think we were very much on the back foot. Um, most men probably in our half defending deep and, you know, he edited everything and kicked everything, did what was required. required. And like I said, superb. He was great. I think in a team that's trying to be ex- expansive, I didn't see much last time of him being able to play football very well. Um, in fact, I think I remember a couple of occasions him being pretty poor at that. Um, so he's probably improved on that. Um, I'm assuming he has. He's got, you know, he was captain at Shrewsbury. He's played at a higher level for the last couple of years, so he's, he's evidently been a better player than what he or what I think he was. Um, but I'm just not 
look, it's a good signing on paper, don't get me wrong. And I, I hope that he has improved his footballing ability, but I have question marks and I'm not, I'm not getting too giddy about it just yet, just because my limited knowledge of him was being a head it kick it in a very, very deep line team, basically. Um, but experience, been a captain, likely to be our captain, is it fair to say? Um, so we've obviously seen something and, and hopefully it's, it is as good as everyone's making out because on paper, like I said, it does look a really good one. Yeah, I think what I would say to that in terms of the kind of player that he is in terms of like kind of a head, head it and kick it sort of defender, I, I think I, I probably do agree with that. But what I would say is we had a couple of those last season, um, either side of Owen O'Connell who tended to bring the ball out. I think this year what we might see is Ebanks Landell as the central defender who kind of sticks where he is and doesn't doesn't try to progress the ball too much. And we have two um, wider centre-backs either side who can carry the ball out. I think we'll, we'll come on to him in a minute, but I think Cameron John, is that's definitely going to be something that we see from him. So I think it might just be a slightly different way we set up. I think if we are going to do that, we probably need to bring in a, a better right-sided centre-back with the ball. Um, and I would also, I would argue that you can be a pretty bad defender in, in that in that team because we had Ryan Delaney at that point so you can yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll come on to, to the next man in to Mani Diagaraga um, I mean comes in with, with rave reviews from, from fans of pretty much every club he's ever played for really really um, highly rated by by Morecambe fans who he's just left and even like Leeds and Brentford fans enjoyed watching him when he was in the Championship. So obviously he's coming to a, an age where there's maybe question marks over the longevity of the signing, but we've been looking for a for a defensive midfielder for a long time and it looks like we've we've got a real uh, gem in Diago Raga, doesn't it? I certainly hope so, yeah. Um, he played a lot for Markham last season at a level above where we are. So I'm not overly worried um, about the age factor, um, but he's—he looks like he's exactly what we've been screaming out for for a long time. Um, somebody who can sit deeper than the rest of the midfield, um, be a big presence, sort of be a bit of a stopgap in front of the the back four allow the back four to possibly get forward, um, like we saw in the friendly last at the weekend. Um and yeah, I'm 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 impressed with this signing. Um I don't yeah, like I said, I don't really care about the age. Um his his experience is absolutely immense. And that I, I'm I'm looking towards like Ethan Briley and, and the impact that having somebody like him in the squad will We'll have on Ethan, um, and I think he could, it, it can only be. It's, it's, it's a it's a very very good signing that I think um, a very shrewd signing. I didn't see him coming at the beginning of the window. Um, I thought it'd be one of them that sort of slips away and maybe sort of retires. But I was pleasantly surprised when we brought him in because um, he's he's exactly what we've needed. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that he can be that that defensive midfielder that, that we've been screaming out for and and have a real impact on the side this year. Yeah, I think the thing that impresses me most with him is you obviously look at him and the physicality of him, um, the experience, you know, 
the defensive nous and you know awareness. But from what I've seen on highlights and stuff, I've not been to any of the games, admittedly, yet. But it looks like he can play as well. You know, he looks like he's got a real eye for a pass. And um, you know, I've, I've watched a couple of thing clips on YouTube and whatever, and I know YouTube can make anyone look like a good footballer. But looks like he's got some really nice touches in midfield in tight spaces as well, which will be crucial for us to get our, you know, more forward-thinking players on the ball. So, yeah, I'm. this is probably the signing I'm most impressed with, um, albeit there are question marks around the age, obviously. Um, but if he can play and we can get 30-odd games out of him, then I think it's going to be a, a really, really good signing, this one. Yeah, and hopefully as well, it, it gives us a little bit more flexibility. I think something we wanted the defensive midfielder for is to give us the option to go to four at the back at some point. Um, we'll come on to kind of the shape that we've seen during pre-season and the formations that have been played. But it, it looks like, for the most part, we're going to be sticking with three at the back. But at least um, to, to have that option in midfield to kind of screen about four, is, is it definitely gives us more flexibility on paper, at the very least. Um Next one, we'll move on to Chaff, Cameron John. Um, again, comes with good pedigree and highly rated by by Doncaster fans. Where he was at previously, there have been injury issues there. But um, yeah, it looks like the right profile of player for, for where we're at at the moment. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's spot on, to be honest with you. Um, let's face it, if it hadn't been for his injury problems, then he wouldn't be with us. He'd still be at Doncaster. Um, their fans loved him when they, when when they managed to get to see him. Um, so the injury aspect is a little bit of a worry, um, but he is he, he looks like a very good ball playing defender. Wants to get forward at every opportunity. Um, he was even taking set pieces on Saturday. Um, I don't can't remember the last time I saw centre back take take a corner for us. Um, and he, he, he looks like he's got a real eye for a pass as well. And I know you said we're going to move on to the shape a little bit, but what, what was noticeable was that when him and Max Taylor got the ball in those wide centre-half positions, they either wanted to come forward with it or they were picking a pass to to the forward line. Um, and that looked... It worked a couple of times. Um, both our goals came from from passes like that. So it looks like that that might be one way that we, we go about attacking teams and he's, he, he looks a very good player for that. Um, and I'm, I'm really impressed. He comes very highly rated and he's still very young. I, th- I don't think we, he, he's only 21 years old. He's he, and that he sounds like somebody who's been around for quite a while and he just, he, he really hasn't, but, if he can kick on with us, then he's got a very high ceiling, I think, in the game. Yeah, for sure. I think I think I agree with you from, from the limited um, knowledge I have of him. I think it's the kind of signing that I'm, I'm uh, more impressed by and think that there's definitely high potential there. But that might not turn out to be the case, but um, at least in, in this kind of case, it's, a, it's sort of not taking a risk, but it's taking the chance that that a play can come off and, and really be um, a sellable asset for us, I guess. Um, right, I'll come to you on the next one. Uh, Devante Rodney comes in from from Walsall. Now, he had a pretty torrid time of things um, with the Sadlers by, by all accounts, but 
uh, shown some glimpses in pre-season and, and it looks like the case of kind of a classic broken toy where if he'd come in on the hill, we'd be, we'd be particularly excited. How are you feeling about him um, as a signing? Um, I'm quite optimistic about this one. Um, I think he's the type of player that I've wanted up there for a couple of years now. He looks like a big, powerful lad. Um, quite quick by the looks of things as well. Um, and I think we've missed that for a while. I don't think we've we've really had that for a little bit. And I know Humphreys were probably that type of player and I'm by no means putting him on that pedestal. But I like the look of him. I like the build of him. Um, and I think that he's going to be, hopefully can ful- fulfil his potential and put Warsaw behind him and, and kick on with us. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He looks... He looks apart, doesn't he? So it's um, so yeah. I just hope that he can, he can show what he can do because it sounds like he had a decent time at at Port Vale and and elsewhere. So yeah, fingers crossed he can he can do all right. I thought he was a wide player, um, but I think you two both said that he looks like a natural, more central forward. Which, to be fair, makes me even more excited for it. Um, but yeah, look, look, looks looks a good one to me. I, I quite like the look of him. I'm looking forward to to seeing the the link up he has with Henderson as well. Um, if he's going to do all the the, the running and chasing and the hold up play, um, and Henderson feeding off him, that to me is an exciting prospect. Um, I know from speaking to to somebody at, at the club that Henderson's already liking like training with him, and and he thinks he's got to going to have a really good partnership with him. Um, and I think, like you said, he's, he's got to put the Walsall period behind him um, and hopefully we can get the best out of him. We've done it before with the likes of Chris O'Grady. Um, I'm not for one second, I saw your face then, right? <laughs> I'm not one for one second comparing him to Chris O'Grady, but he he, he came with a on the back of a, a, a poor spell at, at Oldham and um, Rodney's come in in similar sort of fashion and yeah, I'd, I'd like to think we can get the best out of him. Yeah, I think that's a challenge kind of that Stockdale's set himself in signing a player like Rodney. He's kind of saying to himself, well, this is clearly a player who's got the raw tools to be uh, really dangerous at this level. Now, can we get the best out of him? I think, you know, people often say like an arm around the shoulder is needed on these players sometimes. But I think, I don't think Hill particularly gave players that. I think he maybe knew the difference of, when they needed that and when they needed a different kind of man management. Um, so what, what it is that Rodney needs, I'm not sure, but hopefully Stockdale does and we can see the best of him because there's definitely a player there. Um, and we saw that in the in the friendly against Port Vale on Saturday where he was he was dragging defenders out of position and, and basically giving them no, no time at all on the ball. Um, I was really impressed with him in that game. So hopefully that's the Devante Rodney we see. Um, when the real action starts. Uh, the next man is uh, the one we were all hoping for. Ryan, I'll come back to you on this one. Ian Henderson returns with, um, I think, four goals required to, to break the record. It gives us something to really look forward to this season in particular, doesn't it? But how excited are you to have uh, the man himself back in Dale Colours? Oh, it was unbelievable, weren't it? Um, I think when all summer I've been a bit sceptical about it and a bit, oh, is he over his injury worries? Is he too old now? Is it just, you know, personal and emotional, you know, thoughts getting in the way of actual 
um, what should happen. And but I think when it happened, I'm so excited about it. Um, I think it's covered. He's got two goals already in two games as well in pre-season. You just know he's going to break the record early. I think he's probably going to break it by October, I'd imagine. Um, and I'm just, to be honest, putting putting the emotional stuff aside. I think I actually think it's going to be a really good signing for us. Um, we've been crying out for a poacher since he left, um, and now we've we've got one, and it's him again. And it's um, yeah, we're probably not going to see the, the same kind of Henderson in terms of you know going running closing people down and what have you um, but like Chaff said if Rodney can take that away from him and, and we can just leave Endo to do do the bits with his feet then you know that's fine by me I think he'll I think he'll get heartful this season um, and yeah I, I'm just looking forward to it I can't wait for him to walk out with the team again on Saturday and just seeing him around the place with his number 40 on the back and, and scoring goals like, like we know he can and yeah I, I can see him getting 15 plus goals like he always used to to be honest I'm, I'm so excited to see him yeah I'd, I'd echo that Ryan I mean people mentioning the age thing I, I do get it um, but we were looking before Hendo joined we had Leon Clark on trial um, same age um, same amount of experience but Leon and, and you could argue Leon Clark's played at more at a higher level than what Henderson has as well. Um, but Leon Clark's got about five goals in four years or something like that. Now, if Ian Henderson was coming to us like that, I could understand people having reservations about it, but he's not. He's too, literally the season before last, he got about 18 goals for Salford. Um, last season he was his first season where he's suffered lengthy injuries. Um, and you've got to hope that that's a one-off and I'd expect that to be a one-off to be honest with you with somebody who keeps himself in in such a shape as what Endo does and yeah you, you take the age away and it's a it, it's just a an absolute no-brainer um I was like Ryan I was a little bit skeptical um possibly a sort of yeah sentimental signing perhaps um, but when you actually sit down and you think about it, yeah, absolute no-brainer for me. I, I can't see anything other than a successful season. Um, and I, I'll, I'll go one better. I think he'll break the record by about, possibly by the end of August. I sat there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I must admit, I had kind of reservations as well. Um, but then seeing the man in this in, in the new shirt, smiling his head off on all the photos just gave me a real buzz. Um, I think it's important that that we have other options um, in terms of attacking players because we have Campbell and Charman and Rodney who we've just mentioned and then of course um, Tyrese Sinclair who we'll come on to in a moment. So there won't be that kind of same weight of expectation on his shoulders alone I don't think this season and if there are injury issues or fitness issues then it's not a case of us not having other players to fill in those roles, um, which I think is really important because I think if he was coming in as one of maybe three forwards or maybe even one of four, I'd be a bit worried as how much we'd get out of him. But now it feels like a kind of, yeah, a no-brainer, low risk and and high reward. Um, and that's smart recruitment 
in itself. Um, the next man we'll come on to, the only lone lead that's come in so far. Uh, Chaff, I'll come back to you. Femi Sariki comes in from Sheffield United. Now, we know that um, Robbie Stockdale has a, has a bit of a relationship with Paul Hackingbottom at, at Sheffield United. Um, and this man, uh, Sariki, is, is highly rated. It seems he's played, he played a couple of games in the Premier League off the bench for for the Blades when they were, I think they were already relegated at the time and they were trying to give some some minutes to younger players, but still encouraging. And he spent some time on loan at Boston last year, was described by some Boston fans as a non-league cheat code. He was that good for them, apparently. So um, that's encouraging. Do we think he can have the same kind of impact that Corey O'Keefe had this season? I'd certainly hope so. Um, he's the the exact, he's the type of profile that you'd, you'd want us to be, be, be bringing in, I think. He's young, uh, he's energetic, and yeah, we it, it was an it was on the cards right from the get go. I think that weren't it. Um, as soon as Corey O'Keefe went, a lot of people were were mentioning this lad's name. Um, probably given the the relationship that we do have with with Sheffield United, um, I'm very much hoping that he's more of a Reese Norrington Davis than a George Broadbent, but. Um, yeah, it's the it's, it's the right type of signing, I think. Um, just going off his game on Saturday, I know he made a mistake for the first goal with the back pass, um, but he, he wanted to get forward at every single opportunity um, and, and join in with the attack. And I think he'll be um, I think he'll be quite effective doing that. Um, and I'd, I'd expect him to to play a lot of games this season. And yeah, I'm quite pleased with that one. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that when he signed for Sheffield United from Bury as a youngster, he was actually a winger at the time. Um, and I think that, that I think that's the kind of wing back that we're going to need this season because, like I say, I think we're maybe missing that link from midfield to attack if, without Conor Grant. So I think there'll be a lot more pressure on the wing backs to play higher up the field and allow for Diagaraga to to sit in and cover for them when they push on. So um, yeah, hopefully we see we see plenty of. Um, forward-thinking play from him over the course of the season and hopefully he can chip in with, with some creativity um, that's maybe maybe missing from the squad at the moment. Um, the, the the last signing that's been made at the time of, uh, of recording, Ryan Tyree Sinclair, uh, looks like a, a versatile attacking option. Fair to say he struggled to make an impact at Mansfield and didn't have the best time out alone at Scunthorpe last season, but I, I guess no one did at Scunthorpe last season. Um, but looks... Quick, skillful, can play in a couple of different positions. How are you feeling about about his arrival? Yeah, similar-ish to to Rodney in that he's you know he looks quick and he looks like something different to what we've perhaps had recently. Um, he's another one that I quite like the look of in terms of his style of play. Um, I think he has a bit more of a, a, a dimension than perhaps. New, well, obviously, what Newby did, um, and he, like you said, versatile. It allows you to play different formations. It looks like he can play as a as an attacking midfielder, potentially off a striker, out wide maybe as well. Um, looks tricky. Looks like he'll excite people. I think he'll be um, probably a bit more of an impact player than perhaps a, a starter. I think um, someone you perhaps bring off a bench when you need a goal. Um, later on, um, but yeah, I, I like the look of him, and and hopefully he can he can kick on. I think he looks like he's going to be a confidence player, so hopefully he can he can kick on straight away. Um, 
I think those kind of players usually are. I think if you get a couple of goals early on, um, they tend to push on then. Whereas if he struggles first couple of games, he might lose that bit of trickery and you might lose him completely, which is probably what has happened at Mansfield and Scunthorpe. Um, so I think it's important for him that he gets off to a good start. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him, to be fair. I think it, it, it does excite me a bit. Yeah, and he's kind of at an age where there's plenty of room for growth and room for, again, to, to be sold on if he, if he was to have a, a particularly good season or two of us. So, uh, yeah, the right kind of profile player. Again, I guess I do worry slightly looking at his record at Mansfield and Scunthorpe and just wonder whether he's had quite a lot of chances there to kind of make an impact and struggled so far. So, yeah, maybe a different environment will get the best out of him, let's hope so. Um, Chaff, I guess the... the the question at this point is, do we need any more coming through? I know Robbie Stockdale's mentioned that he expects a couple more signings to come in. Um, if so, where do you think we need strengthening? I, I mean, there's probably a few different positions. and It seems like this is something that people kind of agree and disagree on. There's a, there's a few different theories as to where exactly we need strengthening. But if we were to bring in, say, two or three more, what positions would you be looking to bring in? Uh, the first one is a left wing back. Um, I, I, I think that's pretty essential, to be honest with you. Um, possibly even more so now if Jimmy Keohan's out for any length of time. Uh, following that injury on Saturday, it didn't look a great one. Um, I wanted a left wing back before that. Um, so that's made it a little bit more urgent, for me at least. Um, AD White's not... We, we, we're not going to be bit, looking at starting the season with AD White, I wouldn't have thought... Um, it still wouldn't surprise me if we're looking to offload him. I thought he was poor on Saturday, and he's he's just he's, he's not going to be fit enough for long enough really to to have any impact on the side. And then you've got Abraham Udu who can who can fill in there. But I think that's I think left wing bats a really important one, um, which is why I mentioned about Max Clark, and we could have probably really done with him at this point. Um, another one would, for me would be a right-sided centre-half, like you've mentioned. Um, aside from Max Taylor playing there, your next option to play there is Sam Graham, and that's not an option for me. Um, I'd be looking to offload him as soon as possible. Um so I think the right-sided centre-half is a, another very important one. And then a backup goalkeeper. Um, don't get me wrong, if we, if we end up going into Saturday without bringing in a, a, a backup goalkeeper, it's not the end of the world. Brad Kelly can quite happily sit on the bench. Um, but yeah, ideally, you'd, you'd want another a, a backup goalkeeper. In and, and then if you're looking beyond that, you could make the, the argument that we possibly need a, a, an attack-minded midfielder. Um, we've brought Sinclair in, who, who looks to be just that. Um, I fully expect Liam Kelly to to have more of a, an attacking input now that he's got somebody playing behind him. Uh, but I would still like a little bit more creativity in that sort of area of the pitch, I think. Um, but yeah, that's we're, we're better off now than I thought we would be a few weeks ago, I think, in terms of where we are as a squad and the balance of the side. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd still like a couple more in this week. Yeah, I think I agree with pretty much 
um, all of those. Uh, Ryan, is there anywhere where you would add another player looking at listening to what Chaff has said there, looking at the squad as it is at the moment, or would you agree that those are the positions that, st- that still need a bit more strength and depth? Um, I agree with the first few, and if, if we can get an attacking midfielder, nice, but I'd rather have another defensive midfielder come in. Um, I think if you're relying on a 35-year-old um, Diego Raga to play 46 games in that position, um, I'd like another option there because I don't want to see I don't see anyone else in our squad who could do that. Um, so we can bring in a backup for that position. That'd be nice. Because um, then aside from that, I think you've got you've got your Kellys and your Brylies who are pretty similar. And then your Ball, who is likely to get forward and potentially score goals. And probably Sinclair are probably going to do a similar job, albeit different players. So if we can get a second defensive midfielder, I'd be, I'd, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think potentially someone who could who could be a backup for both Ball and Diago Raga would be kind of the, the profile I'd be looking at. Because um, I think, I don't know if Ball could play that role screening the back, the back five, back three. Um, yeah, when, when I saw him last season, he looked more of a around-the-box play. He's not good enough in a weird way. He doesn't look good enough at football, but he looks <laughs> happy he's got an eye for goal. And he can, you know, in and around the box, he looked quite good. Um, but I don't want him sat deep trying to dictate play because he can't do it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if um, obviously it would be a very different style in that role to the Agarag. But I do wonder if Riley is capable yeah. of doing it because obviously he's he's good with the ball and and it's more I guess about kind of positioning and intelligence on the defensive side of things at times with a player like Riley. Um, I'd like to see more of him before I could know that for certain though. Um, but yeah, obviously that then if if Briley starts sitting in for Diago Raga, then you're kind of lacking another midfield option as well. And if Ball or Kelly gets injured, then who goes in there? So I do I do see the point there. Um, so let's have a have a quick look through the preseason results and, and performances. Right, I know, like you said, you haven't haven't seen any of them. The only one that I've seen was the was the home game against Port Vale. Jeff, I think you've been to a couple more. How have you felt generally? Watching those games, um, who have you been impressed by, and, and and things like that from the from the four preseason matches? Uh, I've only been to one other um, than the one on Saturday. I went to I went to Chester, um, where it was. I think there were six trialists, um, one of which is is with us, and that's Sinclair. So the others have gone by the wayside. It looks like, um, and Endor hadn't signed by that point either, or Sariki. Um, but yeah, it was a decent run out. Um, I was impressed by Dia Garaga um, in that game. I know it's not much opposition, is it, in in terms of a, a National League North side, but just the way that he, he went about his business, the, the sharp, sharp passes, the triangles um, to get us further up the pitch, I, I, I enjoyed watching him. Um, same with Rodney, to be fair, as well. Rodney looked a, 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 quite a big unit. Um, and, and yeah, the, the, the game on Saturday as well. Um, we looked, we, we do look like we've, we've, we've nailed down a starting formation and a starting system. It, it looks like it's going to be a, a 3-5-2. Um, he's evidently looked at last season and thought, I'm, I, I need another midfielder in there um, 
and that's what Diego Raga's come in for. And we look, we already look better for it, in my opinion. I think we're getting further up the pitch quicker. Um, and the addition of Henderson can only help that as well. Um, especially when you've got, like we've said, we when you've got Rodney doing the running and and the link up play. So results are nothing to go off in pre-season. We've had a couple of good ones. We've had a couple of not so good ones. Um, don't really care about results. I remember us beating Radcliffe Borough 9-0 when Alan Buckley was in charge and we were 23rd by, by Christmas. So the results matter very little, but the performances, the ones that I've seen have, have, have been okay and I'm quite optimistic going into Saturday. Yeah, and I suppose that that result at Scunthorpe in particular and, and creating the chances that we did and the goals that we scored are particularly encouraging, I would say. Um, right, based on these based on these games, like Chaff said there, it looks like it's going to be a, a 3-5-2 formation. It looks like Diago is kind of going to sit in front of the defence and allow those those wider centre-backs to push on and, and sit in and cover them. Um how are you feeling about that in comparison to the way we set up last season? It, it, it maybe looks more defensive on paper, but also it gives more freedom to the wing-backs and even to the two centre midfielders in front of Diago Raga to push on. And, and of course, it means starting with two out-and-out strikers as well. So do you think it's going to lead to maybe a more positive outlook from the start? Or, or are you looking at it and thinking maybe there's a one or two many, two, two, one or two too many defensive players in there? Um, yeah, I certainly hope it's more positive. Um, I think that I was crying out last season for three people in midfield. So I, I, I almost got to a point where I don't care what formation we play as long as there's three people in there. Um, so we've got that now. Um, so there's no excuses now for your Kellys um, of this world who... I thought with Paul last season, but I, I also think a, a bit of that was down to the shape. He's not fit for a two-man midfield, Liam Kelly, at this level, um, just because of the physicality of it, not because of he's poor. Um, but there's no excuses for him now. There's no hiding places, so he's he's got to step up. Um, and yeah, if our if our centre halves are overlapping, great. Um, adds to the excitement. Um, and I want to see our wing backs play more as wide midfielders, short wingers, um, particularly given that your front two, well, are, are front two, um, so they're not going to be very wide either. So if those two can always be in and around the box and our wing backs are doing the wide stuff, you're talking about potentially having three or four men in the box when we're crossing, which is an improvement on the one from the majority of last season. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm happy that we've found another formation um, and we've signed players who look like we could be a bit more flexible um, at points, which would be very nice. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm happy about it, to be honest. I think it, it, looks, it looks better. It feels better to me than what we were playing last season. And I think a lot of that is down to the fact that we've now got free midfield. Yeah, I agree for the most part. I do worry slightly about creativity. Like I've said, I think I think O'Keefe is a big miss, a bigger miss than people realise. I think because he, he didn't perform quite as well in the second half of the season, it, I think that's kind of taken the shine off the season that he had. But he finished with 10 assists and no, no other player in our 
our squad managed five last year. So I think there's, I do wonder where that kind of creativity is going to come from if Sariki isn't isn't the answer. I mean, I hope he is, of course. I hope he can do what O'Keefe did last season and more. But um, I think it's asking a lot of the wing-backs at the minute. We've got one who's not played in the EFL before in Sariki and on the other side, it looks like we might have to start with Udu, where it's definitely not his, um, his favourite position. So, yeah, I'm just wondering slightly about where the creativity does come from. I think the shape helps a lot with that or hinders. Um, I think last season, I think there was probably a bit more of a reliance on creating something out of nothing because, like I said, our midfield were always outnumbered, so you could rarely create something through midfield. And then our, I don't know what they were, were they attacking midfielders or inside forwards or just two people in no man's land? Didn't really do anything. Um, and then you had a lone striker who, you know, well, Beasley did well, to be fair. And then we had two who had come from non-league and didn't exactly pull up any trees when we did play. So I think when you play a front two, there's a bit less of a reliance on someone creating something because they can play off each other. And then, like I said before, when you've got someone who can sit and you can get a couple of midfielders driving on as well and getting in the box, they can t- turn poor crosses into good ones. Whereas last season, because we were only ever one, two men in the box, if we were very lucky, the ball in had to be perfect every time. And I think there's less of a need for that this season, all being well. Um, so I think, that, yeah, I understand the worry about maybe a lack of a, a creative midfielder as such, but I don't think you necessarily need one with this shape. Yeah, that, all fair points. And I, I think, yeah, I said it on the forum earlier today, but I think, will 100% convert more of our chances this season because of the players that we have in attack. So maybe the, the pressure to create as many isn't isn't there to the same extent that it was last season when we probably needed 20 chances just to score a goal at times. It certainly felt like that way, um, particularly after Beasley left anyway. Um, one last thing on, on pre-season before we kind of get into the new season and, and talk about our hopes and expectations. Um, Shaft, the new kits, I know you're a big fan of both of them. Um, how do, how do you feel about them? I mean, I'm very impressed by the home one, personally. The away one, I'm not so sure about. The away one is an absolute work of art. It's beautiful. Um, and if I wasn't massive, I'd buy the, <laughs> buy the away one. <laughs> I like it that much, but I just don't think it's uh, it's me, really. Um, the home one, I, I do quite like the home one as well. Um, the, the kit geek in me, um, not on the same level as four four two Dale, but I, I like the the white shorts and, and black socks aspects of it. Um, I think it goes really well. I think we look really. I, th- I think both kits look really good. Um, very much looking forward to seeing what the third kit's like when that comes out. Um, hopefully next month, I think it is. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm impressed with both kits. Um, the, the, like I said the yellow one. I know it's it seems to be a bit marmite, but yeah, it's immaculate. Yeah, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. I'm I'm not seeing it at all. But art is subjective, after all. Um, I I think uh, the home kit. I thought it looks great on Saturday. I weren't that sold on it from the photos at first, but. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. The white shorts and the black socks, it looks ace. Um, still not overly keen on the collar, but generally I think it's one of our better kits 
from recent years. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> just give me a funny look because he's wearing an old Dale shirt that's got a white collar that looks exactly <laughs> like it. But yeah, um, I'm not far be it for me to to criticise your sartorial choices, right? <laughs> I've said all a lot. I, I really like the home kit because it reminds me of this one, and this one's my favourite ever Dale home shirt. So it's all good. I like it. I agree on the shorts and socks as well. Which which shirt is that? Is it? Um, it's it's the um, it's the shirt we got relegated in. Ah no no it's not. Is no, it not? No no that was um that oh, was a yeah. one. Oh I'm talking uh, crap yeah. It was yeah, the Tom Coleman and Ben Keyfield season. Yeah, twenty twelve thirteen I think. Yeah, the first one Hendel wore I believe. Yes, correct. Good knowledge. You've saved yourself there after getting the relegation. Yeah, you could, yeah we, we edit it, don't we? It's fine. <laughs> I, I edit it. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll start to look ahead towards next season then, lads. Um, I guess the big question, especially at this point as we approach the first game, is what are we all expecting from this season? So, Chaff, I'll come to you first. Higher or lower is kind of the, the question than last year. What are you... Where do you think we should be aiming for? Where do you think we'll finish up this season? Um, where should we be aiming for? Top half. Um, anything above that would be a great season. Um, mid-table is where I expect. My only real expectation and acceptance, really, um, is for progression season on season. Um, I want us to be more entertaining than we were last season. Um, and I want us, yeah, we, we need to be a bit more solid than we were last season. Last season was a bit of a, we had quite a few flair players, um, inexperienced players, young players. And I think we've addressed the issues that we had last season um, in terms of, maybe a lack of leaders, a lack of experience. We, we've we've amended that um, with the recruitment this summer. So I am expecting a better season. I know none of the, the sort of outlets that have, that have done their League Two predictions have got us doing anything other than going down. But yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a, a, a mid-table finish. Um, anything above that, I'll be... I'd be very happy with, I think. Um, and Ryan, same same questions to you, really. Um, uh, I think personally we should be looking at certainly top half, probably playoffs, going off, you know, some conversations that were happening at the club. Um, do I, where do I see us finishing? I see us finishing bottom half, but above where we did last year, I think. Where did we finish? 18th last season. Just above there. I think I had us down at about 15th, which would be disappointing. Yeah. Um, I have us finishing in the exact same spot at the moment in 18. Um, I think we should be expecting, I think we should be expecting top half minimum, looking at kind of the time that Stockdale's had now. Um, like you said, some of the noises that have come out of the club last season, even in terms of expectations. So I think top half should be kind of the minimum aim, but I just don't see it. I, I see 
I see a lot of potential in the players that we've signed, but the thing about potential is that it's kind of unrealised and it could go either way. And I think every fan is guilty every summer of thinking, oh, this player looks really good in pre-season and, and there's definitely a player in there, but there's no guarantee you're going to see that player. And um, I think for the for the, for the the things that we have improved in terms of definitely really like Ebank Slandell, for example, really like Diago Raga as a signing. Um, obviously, delighted to have Henderson back. I do worry about have we replaced Grant? Have we replaced O'Keefe? I think we've, we've lost our best player from the last three seasons in O'Connell for me. Um, and I think I can understand why people looking in from the outside and looking at that and thinking we're going to struggle this season. Um, and I'm I'm struggling to disagree with them as much as most people seem to be at the moment. Um, I, I hope I'm proven wrong, obviously, but yeah, I'm not feeling massively confident. Um, like I said at the end of last season, my hope for this season will be that we can push towards mid-table. But more than that, I think I want to see more of a defined style. I want to see more um, I want to see more fight, especially away from home. I don't want to see us roll over in games like we did last season, in my opinion, away from home particularly. So that would be my 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 hope, but my expectations are, are low at this stage. In terms of rolling over, I think that's one of the key things that we've looked at in, in terms of the recruitment um, you, the lack of experience last season was massive for me. Um, you've got a, you've got centre halves coming in, Graham and Max Taylor, um, very very inexperienced, and the likes of Cashman, Andrews, um, Broadbent barely played any league football and in hindsight now I, th- I think a lot of last season's quiet optimism uh, was on the back of the the fact that we'd managed to to potentially fight off the the hostile takeover um we made a what looked on what looks on paper Still does to me. I know not everybody agrees, but a, a, a good managerial appointment. Um, certainly a, a, a high potential one. Um, and a lot of signings were coming in in a short space of time. I think if you look back now, that optimism was a little bit naive. Um, it was very, very inexperienced. And it looked, you look back at it now and it looks like it was a, a squad put together rushed really really rushed um and we've not done that this summer we've not had to do that this summer we've had a what the chairman has said a more competitive budget to be able to bring players in we've brought experience in so i think that that point about rolling over i don't think that the type of players that we've brought in this summer the likes of henderson the likes of ebanks landell the likes of o'donnell i don't think they allow that um, and that's that's one of the key things for me. We said all last season we were lacking leaders and characters, and I I think we've addressing that is probably the biggest the biggest positive for the, of the of the summer for me. And that's it's it's a main reason why I'm a lot more optimistic than what you two are, for example. Yeah, I can see I can definitely see the points there, and I think 
Um, O'Donnell is another one that you didn't mention there, who I think is comes in with with a lot of character and a lot of experience. And I definitely don't see us rolling over as of, as often as we did last season. Um, I I just worry about. I just think there's question marks over pretty much every player we've signed, and I know you're always going to get that in League Two, but um, I, I, yeah, I'm just not convinced. I think, like I said earlier, I think Rodney and Sinclair, there's players there, but there's also a chance that we see what they were at Walsall and, and Mansfield again, and they're not good enough. Um, there's a chance at 35 and at 37 that Diagaraga and Henderson's legs start to go. And I know Henderson's super fit and isn't your normal 37-year-old, but he's still 37. And at some point, he isn't going to be quite as effective. And and then Sariki is another one who's coming in with with, with little experience of, of the EFL. So I think there's potential there, 100%, for us to be better than last season. And I, I can foresee us being better than we were last season, but I can definitely foresee a, a situation where we struggle again. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but <laughs> yeah, a time will time will tell. And I, I think um, another thing for me is that I still have some misgivings about the manager. Um, and again, the, the pressure is going to be on him so much more this season, given that we're not in the same scenario that we were last summer. Um he's not going to be afforded the time to get things right because he's been given a year now and this is pretty much completely his squad. I, don't, I can barely think of a player off the top of my head that he hasn't signed that, that we still have now, um, aside from the ones that have come through the youth. So it, 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 there's no excuses for him this time around. Um, and you know what? That's kind of part of the reason why I put us as high as 18 because I think if things are going wrong, then he, he'll go. And I think there's enough there's enough evidence that we could improve under a better manager. I hope I'm wrong and I hope that with time and with the full pre-season and with give, being given the chance to bring in these players that he weren't able to bring in last summer and, and that extra experience that that we, we do improve. But yeah, I'm not convinced at the moment. So I'm going to ask um, for a quick few predictions from each of you. Um, so I want... Your player of the year, young player of the year, and top scorer predictions for the season, and we'll, uh, if we remember at the end of the year, we'll come back and and compare. So, Chaff, I'll come to you first. Uh, so, I want your player of the year, young player of the year, and top scorer predictions for Dale this season. Okay, player of the year, Ebanks Landau. Young player of the year, Cameron Jump, and top goal scorer, the Goat, Ian Anderson. Okay. Uh, that was all three of mine, so nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I'll come to you then. Um, I've got player of the year, Cameron John. Young player of the year. Couldn't someone get both? Um, I'm not actually sure. <laughs> if they can, it'll obviously be Cameron John. If they can't, then I've got um, Femi Sariki. Um, and then top goal scorer, Endo as well. All right, cool. So we will come back at the end of the season. I'll ask Luke for his as well. He wasn't able to join us tonight, but I'll ask him and then we'll hopefully at the end of the season remember to come back and uh, and contrast and compare and see how our predictions went. So, um, Chaff, the last thing to kind of look ahead to, towards is, is this weekend's match against Crew, a season opener. On paper, to me, this looks like a really winnable game. I think Crew are the kind of team that... Are, are in a bit of a downward spiral after relegation last year in pretty sorry circumstances. Um, you confident of a, of, a, of a win to start the season? Yes, I am. Um, I was having this discussion with uh, a mate of mine this week 
who is even more negative. In fact, he's he's more negative than you two combined. Um, and he was he was almost calling it a must win game already because of the circumstances. Um, you you can't have a must win game in February, let, let alone the opening day of the season. So if we don't win, then it, it, it's far from being the end of the world. But I do agree with you; it's a very winnable game. Um, and yeah, they they do seem to be on a, a downward trajectory. Um, and yeah, I'm, I am quite confident that we can uh, we can pick up a win. I'm glad we're at home to start. Um, and I think the the way the fixtures look, I think there's some tough games beyond Saturday. So a, a win there, it, it would do us a, a lot of favours because. Um, off the back of that, if we if we lose Saturday, we could quite easily ne- lose the next two or three, and we're we're looking in a bit of bother again. But I don't foresee that happening. I think we'll win Saturday. Well, fingers crossed. Everyone um, will be heading down to Scotland to see a season opening win on Saturday against Crew. Um, all that's left for us to do is our is our normal game. Now we were we did switch it up and go for the appearances, didn't we? Um, at the end of the last season but I know Luke enjoyed them so I'm going to wait to finish that off for when Luke's here um, and we're going to go back to the old back to the old lineup guessing so I've gone for the last game that, that we played against Crew. it was during lockdown um, towards the end of, of the relegation season um, we drew 1-1 at Gresty Road um, both goals were scored in injury time uh, and it gave Dale half a chance of staying up but obviously we weren't able to take that chance over the coming um, next few games so um, I am going to just guess that Chaff won last time and let him go first um, <laughs> uh, any player from Dale's squad from that game against Crew, uh, I will get the date for you it is it was the 24th of April 2021 I will guess at Owen O'Connell yep O'Connell's correct right Gail Lynch yeah, Jalen started between sticks. Um, Matt Lund. Oh, oh right. Give over, man. That takes an early win. <laughs> I'm very okay. surprised that no one got the goal scorer there straight away. That would have been my first answer. Does anyone remember? Humphreys or Beasley? Who did you say, right? Humphreys. No, it was Matt Dolan. Um, yeah. It was in the ninety seventh minute. I'm surprised neither of you remember it. Um, crew, crew got a penalty from a from a dive in the ninety first minute, and then Matt Dolan rescued a point with like the last kick of the game. Um, so I'll, I'll quickly run through the team since uh, you only got two of them. Three. <laughs> so um, it was Lynch, O'Connell, McShane, Osho, McLaughlin, Dooley, Morley, Grant, Keohan, Rathbone, Beasley. And then on the bench, Bazunu, McNulty, Humphreys, Nubi, Doan, Jaunacy and Quadro Bar. So uh, a good start to the season for you, right? Fingers crossed we get another one um, from Dale on Saturday. All that's left for me to say is thanks very much for joining me, lads. That's Cheers, mate. Cheers. Catch you all next time. Up to Dale.